Hello, and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast, where we keep it real to real. Today is the fourth and final RKO Radio Pictures Dick Tracy movie, Dick Tracy Meets Gruesome. This is from 1947 and is starring Barless, uh, <laughs> Boris Karloff, Ralph Bird, and Anne Witt. And you said, but before we get into that, I'm Kaz. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And, and Joss isn't here again. Yeah. And you said you had a story about last week. Okay, so okay. We, we did have a contact from one of the fans who I worked with for a number of years. Um, there was in last week's episode, uh, last week's episode where we talked about the movie and the scene where uh, Pat Patton has to sit and talk, uh, you know, yep. disguise his voice to talk about the claw. You know, to try to get the claw, try to, like, pretend he's the claw. Yeah. And it's this woman asked me, and she asked me not to say her name because she's still kind of high up in the in the ranks of the place we used to work at. So I said, all right, I won't say it. But, you know, she said, can you talk about the time when we first started working together when you pretended to be the comedian Larry the Cable Guy when talking about when taking hotel reservations in the South? And she's like, because it reminded me of that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I will. Yeah. And Dan's about ready to convulse. I think he has oh. shades of remembering this. No, I'm having PTSD from that place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I used to do this. And like, there's one particular call that she was talking about. Like, I did this thing when it was like the hotels down south that were the W hotels. I used to do this really terrible impression of Larry the Cable Guy, and I'd be like, I'd be like this, I'd be like, um, thank you for calling W, this is Larry, how may I help you? <laughs> and I got this guy who bought hook, line, and sinker that I was Larry the Cable Guy. Like, right, bought in, like, I bagged the sale, like, no issue, no problem. This guy's like, Larry? Larry, you falling on hard times Larry. or something? Larry! <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Larry. You know, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, I want to go get the room. I want to take care of you here. So, you know, whatever the heck it was. And, you know, and I'm like, oh. Like, oh, thank you. I'll take that, Larry. <laughs> and, you know, like, and then, like, I had to keep up the voice because I can't just suddenly talk in my normal voice now. And this, and guy's, this guy's 100% <laughs> bought into the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's bought the fuck into it. It just, like, <laughs> it just keep going with it and then. It's like, he, I, don't, I don't have the heart to let him down. Yeah, like, I, got, I got to keep going now. So he's like, well, I thank you, Larry. And then he goes to hang up the phone, and I'm like, hey, thank you for calling W. It's been nice talking to you. <laughs> and, like, the guy goes to hang up the phone, and I hear the phone release, and the guy, like, he shouts out his name, Larry the Cable Guy's character in Cars. Yeah. So he looks yeah. over, he goes, Mater! I took... And he hangs up the phone. Oh, there. I just got, the mayor just took my reservation. Why would Larry the Cable Guy be working at a call center? I have no fucking idea. Like, I mean, he he bought into it. You know what? If that's his, that's his world. More power to him. And you know, Dan, you and I worked there for a while, and mm -hmm. you know, like you kind of kind of throw something. You got to kind of play around with it just yep. to keep your sanity. Because ninety percent of it was the same shit every day. There were so there were so many times where I got so close to try like if I got like a call from like a, a London uh, for like a London hotel, <laughs> just like 
No, don't do the don't do the accent. Your accent's terrible. They'll notice. Don't do it. Because <laughs> my accent, it, like when I put on one of those accents, it is all over the goddamn yeah. place. Yeah, it's like where are you from? Everywhere, I suppose. <laughs> well, back when we couldn't say where we were, mm-hmm. yeah, we had to pretend we were at the hotel. Yeah, that's we, a so, dumb idea. For yeah, company. We, bet we had all this information on the screen about the hotel itself. It's like, okay, this can provide you all the information. All right, you know what we don't have? What's across the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had an employee who did that. I swear, I'll, I'll make this one quick so we can get to the movie review. But yeah. I had an employee who did it. He put me. He put this guest on hold for a while. I'm listening in, and he came over and he's like, and uh, <laughs> he was from Nigeria. Yeah, and he's like trying to do the job, and he had a semi-military background, so he's trying to follow the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nick, Nick, I need your help. He's like. Is there a subway across the street from this place? Like, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like, you might as well give up and say you're not there. Like, but the training told us not but, to but do we're that. we're supposed to. Like, what's the wrong? And he's like, you know, then he like, he ran off the floor, checked his phone, and then ran back. He's like, I ran outside to double check. Yes, we have the subway there. You know, it's like, you ran outside to see what's outside. He goes... They don't let us out very often. <laughs> I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> the doors lock from the outside. They only let us out now and now and again. Which, which actually is a bit from uh, Larry, when we interviewed Larry Hankin and he talked about working in that shitty bar in the in the Greenwich Village. And uh, yeah, go back to that interview and it tells a really funny story about that. All right, and I'm sorry for that one. So I had to tell that W story that you know here. So my I'm just, friends, I'm straight up having some having yeah. flashbacks to that place. Yeah, yeah, my friend. The hope that brings you joy for it because it's just as funny as I remember some time ago. Hmm. Now we're talking about gruesome though. Okay, th- I've seen this three times because yeah. I, I watched it another t- again today. Yeah, twice for memory. me in that case, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I literally, ten minutes before recording, <laughs> finished watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Boris Karloff plays gruesome. He's... And, and, he, and he acts circles around everybody else in it. <laughs> yes. That's because Vitamin wasn't in this movie. Yes. Yeah, the, two of them, the two of them, it would have been one of those, oh. one of those like, kung fu, just like they see their, their rivals across the screen. <laughs> like, everything, like the, the, the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, Uh, vitamin is red or green. (laughs) But um, yeah, Gruesome's is you know big guy just came out of jail. He's like the darkest, darkest raccoon eyes ever. And everyone's just come out of jail. It's almost like the prison system doesn't reform anyone, and it just reads. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on, get a little close here. Let's stop that. In all of these movies, you can tell a saloon's a shady dump when it has some kind of weird death name. Like, yeah. Again, <laughs> could you be any more obvious that this particular bar 
is is that called the hangman's knot. And I was yep. really disappointed because I dug a little bit and I tried to see if there was anything in the in the comic strips yep. that had different names. These are the only time in these four serials that the bars are given different names. Oh. I okay, was super disappointed at those that. those ridiculous over the top. This is clearly where the uh, where the thugs hang out. Bar names, <laughs> yeah, feels so so much like the kind of serial comic that that Dick Tracy was. Like, yeah, yeah. I really hope, like, you know, again, when I, Professor Doctor A. Tomic, yeah, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> learned it. I, I haven't, am. Learned. I haven't seen the the next movie we're going to do the the uh, the Warren Beatty one. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I don't remember. But if there isn't at least one atrociously named bar in that movie, <laughs> I I'm hope going, so too. I'm going man. to be upset. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I hope so too. Uh, I just, I'm just thinking, I want vitamin. Right, yeah. Uh, does vitamin show up in that one? I have, I, I hope don't, so. I don't know. I think I hope so. Uh, I, I just, know. I just remember some of the, o- the over the top makeup. I yeah. know Prune Face is involved. <laughs> and he's, they, they keep showing him in the, um, in the, the credits of, uh, of these serials. You'll see him. It's just a face full of, full of lines. That's Prune Face. And they and flat top, I'm pretty sure, is in that one too. This tune in next week. We'll 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 know better. Um. So, yeah. Uh. Gruesome goes to the obvious crime saloon, <laughs> and uh, I there's this younger guy, Melody. He's always wearing a hat. He plays the piano. Because how old timey is this saloon? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something right now. It only clicked with me like. A minute ago, why he's called Melody? Because he was playing a fucking piano. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that on Friday when that, I watched mm, it second time. I was right now years old when yeah. that one clicked with me. It's like, oh, right. Nobody has a normal name. Everything's everything's a pun or something. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome um, to Referenceville, Dick. <laughs> 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 so, so <laughs> plays, that guy plays piano and. Um, him and Gruesome, they're like, you know, let's go do crime. Yeah, they, they apparently knew each other before Gruesome went away, and then he just, like, immediately quits his job to go with Gruesome because he knows that... Well, he's playing piano later, so I don't think he quit, quit, but he stops playing piano at the moment, and they fuck off to, uh... Oh, I love the name... But he was willing to just up and... Yeah. You know, up and fuck off. Uh, I don't know... Uh, I'm thinking it sounded an awful lot like Frosty the Snowman, what he was playing sometimes. It was pretty close, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, am I crazy? Frosty the Snowman, apparently, that wasn't invented until like the 50s. Ooh. Huh. Well, they stole it from Dick Tracy then. <laughs> Maybe he could, was, could see into the future, you know, like uh, Bioshock Infinite shit. Um, so... Yeah, they go to the plastics. I love the name of this. Wood plastics. You're just like, pick one. You don't get to do both. And I was just thinking, I assumed that it was, you know, a company owned by someone named, or started by someone with the surname Wood. But then I'm thinking, did they make, like, that fake plastic wood shit there? I don't know. Yeah, like like what's on the side of a PT Cruiser. It's like that kind of wood plastic. Yes, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny calling it wood plastic. <laughs> so they then they go see the, the creepy guy with the glasses who was in I forget which one of these movies. It's another case where there's a couple repeat actors in this. 
uh, like Atomic was uh, the Undertaker from the other right. movie, and then the you know the the guy with the the creepy giant glasses that the that might size X Ray in this movie, but he was in another one of the other ones we did. I mean, like, he just—he just feels like he was a half-melted Nazi who, you know, glanced very briefly at the <laughs> arc. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, he's like tells gruesome X-ray is like, don't touch anything. So of course, gruesome just touches uh, everything. <laughs> yup, and uh, finds was he? I don't know what the fuck he's looking for. What do you expect to find in a chemical? Uh, office oh, lab. Whatever it was, he basically just huffed it and then, like, died. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Not right away, but he just stumbles around, fumes come out, stumbles around, and he gets the fuck out of there, and then he collapses outside the uh, saloon, and a cop finds him and thinks he's dead, so they take him to the morgue. And I think, oh, the cop finds him, and then Pat Pat and is like uh, gets called in because apparently that's just what we do in Crime City. He's just he's around and thinks that gruesome is dead, and they put him in a car. And I love this scene where his feet, gruesome's feet, are just kind of sticking up a little. So yep. he tries to push them down, and it makes him raise up yeah, because like because rigor. He just any front goes up, and then but the other leg is loose, and it's not part of the rigor. I don't know. Well, later on, it's explained that it's not. It was too soon for rigor mortis to set in, hmm. or maybe it's when he arrives that gruesome was all stiff. I don't know. Um, it's really funny that when he gets up and you see uh, Boris Karloff's like, face, hey, wake up. yeah, they're like Pat Pat's like ah, and <laughs> Boris Karloff's like hi, well, and, and he just. Taps him and he goes yeah, yeah. Well, he back doesn't down. say hi, but it, that's... Yeah, yeah, I know, but it just expresses like, hello. <laughs> um, then Dick Tracy uh, is, is talking to Dr. Atomic. Um, the scientist thinks he... He's been seeing shadowy figures. Him and his wife have been mm. skulking around the house so he thinks someone's out to get him and I don't know we that's the only time we see him we just hear that he's missing after a while and you know it, they never follow up with what the fuck happened to him mm. I just yeah I just completely lost track of this guy I just okay this was a this was a guy that happened is it a time I see what you did okay fine <laughs> it's not as uh, egregious as uh, I am learned. His assistant, Professor. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. At, then we get to go back to the morgue where uh, Pat is filling out the paperwork and gruesome so, wakes since up. When is, since when is Pat a morgue technician? Yeah, no. I don't know. Now, isn't this the point where they all should kind of learn not to leave Pat alone? I mean, Probably. by this point, yeah, yeah they should yeah. Well, it's not like he did anything wrong. They, he but was just con- in the morgue, and Gruesome's, you know, slid into a little cubby. Oh, see, but he is so cons- consistently knocked the the hell out to really? the point where he really should just like be given an early retirement. And I don't right. mean I don't mean it in like the final sense. I mean like this guy's been what through enough. Fuck? He's had enough brain trauma. Right. Just let, let him retire. Yeah. Um, so. 
I don't know. To, is this the reason why morgues usually uh, nowadays have drawers on them? Probably. I mean, I it was kinda, if, and I imagine yeah. if they were just random slots, the, the morgue is not going to be the most pleasant smelling place. Right? Because refrigeration right. Is, was still kind of, I don't want to say new, but it wasn't exactly refined in like the mid 40s. Just a temporary holding cubby. <laughs> it's just this little kindergartner morgue cubby. <laughs> but gruesome. You where know, we put our shoes and our dead uncle. Yeah, he, he starts to breathe and he wakes up. And what I don't get is if you were in this tiny little space and you just woke up and didn't know what the hell happened, wouldn't you freak the fuck out? Hmm. Apparently, Gruesome has been through a lot, considering how cool he keeps it in most situations. He's, he must have been through a lot. He doesn't even try attempt to get out right now. Maybe he knows he's, there's a cop around or something. But he just uh, lights a match and lights a cigarette and starts smoking. And then you, you see Pat in the foreground sniffing, like, what is that smell? Well, considering he... Okay, considering he's been asleep... Or paralyzed or whatever it is for as long as he has, like, almost a day at this point. As a former smoker, I get the first thing you do when you wake up is you light a damn cigarette. Rather than figure out where the fuck you are. Yeah. because the, the, the Does he end up in the morgue often? <laughs> well, see, the whole thing, waking up and waking up and having that first morning smoke is kind of what turn, turns your brain back on. It worked... It works a little bit like coffee in that sense. I was going to say, it sounds like a coffee thing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like your body is just like, it wants this. Here, have it. And the body's like, all right, I'm good. What were we doing? Mm. It's it's very much like the first like the, the, the first coffee in the morning yeah. sort, sort of situation. So, uh, yeah, Gruesome just quietly gets up and um, hits him in the back of the head. There we go. He's knocked out. Yep. Yeah. That so happens a lot. Once, once again, more head trauma for Pat. I, I think yeah. Pat needs to regularly see a doctor to make sure. Yeah. Because you could just get hit in the head and then die like a day later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happened to some actors. I mean, honest to God, I mean, as many hits as I've had to the head, I'm surprised I haven't had more damage than I actually have done. Mm. I like how uh, he keeps using the old timey kind of like, oh, it's the, the stiff, the drunk yeah. stiff. Yeah. What happened to the stiff? What happened to the stiff? Oh, wait. The stiff had a stiff one. And for for a, a uh, for a brief shining <laughs> moment, I was kind of hoping it's like, oh wait, is gruesome actually like undead? <laughs> is he is it going to be like this golem through the rest of the? No. Man. No, of course not. I'm like, oh His come on. is Boris Karloff. I want something actually supernatural to happen in yeah. one of these Dick Tracy things, just because he's going to be entirely unprepared for it. <laughs> like, uh, like, like Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, and specifically Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, oh, when the right. monsters are actually real and Fred can't handle it. They ripped the gonna tear the mask off. Oops, he ripped his head pulls, off. Pulls the head off entirely, and then the head roars at him, and Fred just for the rest of the movie is just <laughs> like, "It's real! Oh my god, what do I do?" <laughs> uh, so, let's see. Yeah, um, Dick Tracy comes, and Pat's like. I don't know. He doesn't know what the hell happened to him, other than he got knocked out. Cause, he, yeah, because getting he, getting clobbered by a by a small bulldozer. Yeah, he and only when Dick Tracy comes does he, and he's talking to oh the stiff right here. Where yeah. did he go? Yeah, where's the stiff? Wait, no, this is one. This one outside. Okay, well, let's go. It's like, well, this Wait. one outfoxed you too, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, look, Pat's having his moment. Yeah, isn't there a moment where it's like you gotta just understand Pat's kind of bad? Like he's not he, good he's, at his job. Like, you know, like this, this is not really right for you. 
Now let's go it's ahead not, and just do fake phone calls. Yeah. It's like, my, yeah. my dude, how did you get this job? Yeah. I really need to know. Yeah, let's go ahead and do fake phone Gino calls Gary, here. Come here. Gino. And he's just like, sneeze. if I didn't know better, I'd say we were dealing with Boris Karloff. Yeah, which was a nod to Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah, yeah that's the, the <laughs> wiki says, a gag cribbed from Arsenic and Old Lace. So I wonder how true that is. Yeah, specifically because they're really big fans of that movie. Yes. Yeah. So then we get to go to the bank. Yeah. The bank is a real fun scene. And also, why was there a random cat? <laughs> Yeah. This, I would think a janitor a bank, chasing a cat. Yeah. Chasing a cat on a very obvious soundstage because the shoes scuffle. <laughs> yeah. That floor is fucking hollow. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's going I never on. I thought about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, this was, that was the only time where the, 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 the walking around shoe sounds were really kind of egregious to yeah. me. The rest of, rest of the film, fine. This time it's just like you are very obviously on a yeah. soundstage and you did not mic that properly. Yeah, and Tess Schuhart's pretty good with this. Yes. Although I want to ask, before this, um, did um, did Grusin talk to X-Ray or anybody about the formula thing, what it does, or is this, we learn that after this scene? We kind of learn what it does as we go on. It's like, they know what yeah. it's supposed to do, but they don't know how to, they, they don't know, like, how exactly it works. Oh, yeah. and X-Ray wants to cut um, Grusin out of the deal, because... Mm -hmm. Gruesome is known to the police, but Melody is just like, um, I, I think Melody is, no, you can't do that. And because yeah. I don't know, I get the impression he likes Gruesome, that he's like his buddy, kind of. So yeah. they have, Me Melody and Gruesome definitely have history. Yeah. Like maybe they worked together before he went, before Gruesome went away. I don't know if he's the reason that Gruesome went away. I don't know any of that. Yeah, so I, uh, Melody seems loyal to him. But of course, Grissom is good at sneaking up on people when they're yeah. talking shit about him or like planning on betraying him because he's just like. It, most of the villains in these serials have been too because Cuball <laughs> was real good at that. Yeah. Like his superpower was just being there when people were talking about him. Nice. My ears were burning. <laughs> but My ears were burning because I don't have any hair to cover them. Matt Pinfield showed up. <laughs> I think that the bank scene is the best scene. It is. Because I did not know what the hell was going on when I first saw this while I yeah. was just doing some work and I put it on the side just to scout it out and I'm like, what? <laughs> and they showed, yeah. the, they showed the thing in the in the trash that's getting starting to give off the fumes. Yeah, Tess is just I thought it was going to check yeah. or something. I thought it was going to set fire. Mm. Like I thought it was like some someone dropped a cigarette yeah. that we didn't see and there was going to be a fire it's or like anything a smoke but bomb thing. But no, it's just a little smoke thing and then everyone just kind of magically stops in time. Yeah. yeah. Just like is this a time thing? What the hell is going on? And again, after having gruesome getting up and doing his own thing and then this thing happened, I'm just like, "Yes." Yes, magic, please. Yeah, yeah you were begging for that too. Let this be supernatural, please. Yeah, and when you and when you have one of the best things for me, I liked it was you know, you have the guy who you know freezes first, and you have what uh, who turns out to be uh, yeah. Doctor Lethal. Doctor Lethal. Uh, yeah, uh, Doctor uh, Lethal, and he looks like I kept call I kept referring to him in my head as Robert Downey Jr. at Clark Gable so I said Robert I said Robert Downey Gable I just I think seeing his 
penciled in mustache put that fucking song in my head I'm after a week of, after like a week it finally left and then I'm like was it the Boston Blackie kind? I don't know was or it T-Tone Ricky Ricardo jacket and a uh, and a jacket autograph picture of Andy Devine shut up was that who's <laughs> that I remember being buck tooth and skinny <laughs> okay stop sing talking uh, I wanna I, 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 mm. Now I want a cheeseburger, preferably in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah, Tess just happens to be on the scene and doing do, bank things. Oh yeah, like she doing cashier's check for thirty bucks. And yeah, I, I don't know if people talked to her already or something, but she went into the phone booth because I guess the bank had a phone booth with the door that closed and. Um, yeah, that's when everybody stops except her, because I guess that guess. thing was airproof. <laughs> Gas doesn't make it into the to the Superman changing booth. God. Well, yeah. Could Good thing she didn't stay in there, or she could have suffocated. <laughs> well, she does a really, really quick freeze and really thinks in her feet, actually, and oh, made yeah, her a lot better than the other movies. Um, yeah, because she sees, uh, let's see, Gruesome and Melody come in, and Melody's just... Completely amused and yeah. hey, hey, look at this boo. That silly. Yeah. yeah, look at this boo, boo. <laughs> hey, would you mind? Hey, I'm gonna take that. And oh, but I think there's once one set of bills in somebody's fist that he just can't remove. Yeah, the guy was holding on to him real hard. Like, mm. ah. all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> and he goes on to the next guy who's scratching the back of his back of his head. It's like, what's wrong, buddy? Dangerous. <laughs> and uh, oh, they also had a mid sneeze guy. Yeah. I was also thinking about the see the janitor chasing the cat. I wondered if the cat freezing was to alleviate any audience wondering if I don't know. You know that this if a cat is there's no playing along with anything if the cat is also frozen. And I did. I was wondering. Oh no! If the cat's in mid run, I hope the cat's not in mid air because that would just ruin the uh, science. <laughs> but, say, well, this this kind of no. freezes everybody in place, even to the point of that if that janitor actually had just gone completely rigid, like the guy was chasing the cat, yeah. if he really had just gone complete, like th- th- this this gas is magic, it has to be, it actually <laughs> stopped time because anyone who just goes completely rigid, paralyzed like that, is going to fall the fuck over. Right. Well, I think everybody was in a position where both feet were on the ground. Or in the cat's case, uh, two of the four, most of them, and the and the guy chasing the cat was halfway over a desk. He would have fall. He would have fallen right over. Yeah. So it was a everyone was in the right position to not fall over and make you wonder. Wait, did time stop? But uh, no, it was just gas. But uh, yeah, t- Tess sneaking around to use the phone, and um, we know that. Melody saw her because he like looked at her. Okay, hold. Right. Okay, I just had a moment. She was in a phone booth. Yeah. But she had to sneak out of the phone booth to go use a phone. I know. I thought of right. that too, and you were like, "Well, I think the you- logic is is like Tess Trueheart here is not like the damsel in distress that Dick Tracy's got to save. Like she's thinking on her feet here. Okay. A lot more. So I think she looked at it and said, "Well, I can't like." If they see me, I can't, you know, be in a conversation pose, you know, like like I'm frozen and have somebody else talking. Because they may be able to hear them, too. 
True, but... Yeah, so she's well, okay, get away, hide, so you can I, talk freely. The, the booth is obviously airtight, so I don't think the conversation yeah. would escape as much. Yeah, but you also have people talking and, you know, people moving around, so she wasn't in danger of getting frozen either. Uh, you mean the the bank robbers? Yeah, they were moving around. Everybody yeah. else was not moving. Yeah, and then you have that, so she's like, okay, then it just became the point where yeah, you gotta get Dick Tracy on the scene. I still think it's weird she didn't just, you know didn't use the phone in the booth and just not move too much. Because yeah. um, Melody does, on his way running out, he does say, hey, there was a dame in the booth over here. So that's kind of... Yeah. Well, then again, he would have captured her if he'd noticed her at that point. But right. And I, think, I think that's why she got in the other way. Uh, got out of the way, too. I don't yeah. know. Has uh, Dick Tracy run into the reporter yet? No, not yet, no. Okay. So, yeah, the the bank robbers take the $100,000, and Melody is trigger-happy, and he shoots a cop um, who saw them and runs off. And Gruesome's not too happy about that. Mm. Later on, him and Melody meet up with X-Ray at, I assume it's the saloon. Yeah. Because X-Ray tries to give them, oh, your remuneration. Give them the payment in some envelopes, and then, uh, yeah, Melody is like, mine feels kind of light. Mm. Well, Gruesome got a bonus for not for not killing a, a cop. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good, I good on you. But the Gruesome is just all like, no, I want fifty percent of whatever this was. I don't know. <laughs> like the whole plan was what rob banks and uh, divide it. Or something, but then there's that other guy that comes into the picture. Um, but and we keep adding characters. Like we're, we got like ten minutes left, and we keep adding people. <laughs> there seems to be an issue that Dick uh, Tracy. I would say ten minutes, but uh, so anyway, yeah. Well, when by the time Tracy shows up, um, the people they kind of Tess explains what happens and. That everyone just froze, and then they come out of it. They kind of slowly come. It's like, you know, I think they literally had instances of the tape just playing again. (laughs) Like, everyone's back. Well, that's what I think happened in the bank. Yeah, that. And they just kind of slowly kind of come back into whatever they were doing before. Not knowing any time had passed. Because isn't it Pat who. the, The. or was it Dick? Uh, the, the cop tells, uh, the like the guard tells, guy. yeah, the security guard tells Pat, you got to get out of here. It's three o'clock. He goes, is it really? It's 314. And the cop's like, and the security guard's like, oh, God, what, what's happening? My world is collapsing around me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they, they must have found the smoke bomb in the trash. They did, yeah. And determined yeah, it's some it. kind of chemical that freeze, that causes people to just freeze up. Yeah. And... I think, like, you can't detect their heart or anything. Because at least that's what they mentioned with when they found Gruesome. Like, no heart, no pulse. Yeah, no, 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 no nothing. Which, again, makes this gas a little bit magical. Because <laughs> it puts you into, like, fully suspended animation. So it's, it's basically Romeo and Juliet gas. Kind of. Kind of. Except these people actually paid attention to where they used the gas, as opposed to Romeo and Juliet, where just like I want to die now. Uh, it's like oh no, there's no oh god, oh, wait, I had to no, kill no. myself, and then they come right back up because timing and 
I lost it. That don't don't mind me. That joke got away from me. <laughs> I know I, I it know was funnier in my head. <laughs> you know the the perfect um, I'm dead ruse mm-hmm. medicine. So yeah, Tracy wants to learn what the deal with this freezing formula is, and uh, <laughs> Doctor Tomic has gone missing. So he talks to his assistant, Professor Learned. Um, and yeah, she's pretty quick on her feet as far as trying to cover tracks. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did she drop that vial on purpose? See, that I couldn't figure out. Um, yeah, when he's talking about, oh, banks were robbed, she, I guess well, she yeah, startled. She, yeah, she I didn't, think, oh, because later she's telling Lee that yeah. she didn't think he would he would taste it. Bank robbers. Yeah. Because she's... Uh, yeah, I think she looks back and then drops it. And Dick still wants to taste it. And she does, and he's like, it's, just, it's water. It tastes like water. He's like, oh, a lot of things taste lot, like water. A lot of chemicals do, and that's what makes them dangerous. <laughs> so, uh, but that doesn't stop him from getting a rag to soak it up and squeezing it into a bottle for, to be tested by the police. But she's she's not breaking. She has answers for everything. Mm-hmm. She's she, it's, It seems almost like she's been through this kind of thing before, mm-hmm. and where she's had to, like... Uh, keep a uh, braggadocious kind of full of himself dickwad occupied and just kind of like distract them. Almost like the the plight of being a woman in the 40s where you had mm. to just kind of appease a bunch of like asshole men all the time. And you just and she just knew how to get him moving along. Because he was just like uh, she said something about uh, Asking about it, a gas being deployed at the bank. He's like, I never said it was a gas. And she's like, well, how else would it be distributed? Uh, I think that also might be partly her understanding to a point what that gas was and realizing mm-hmm. that her, her guy's probably involved. Yeah. But just kind of dropping the hint, just like, it was a gas. Follow this follow this trail and you'll probably find out what's going on without straight up like admitting anything. Mm. It's like to a point where she could like pretend, oh, I'm just a clumsy woman. I just dropped the thing accidentally. Oh no! That, oh, that, that gave him. Oh, must have given him the idea for that. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, asked her if something he said startled her, and she was like, well, I just work in the chemical field, so um, basically something that you know it's scary to think about uh, chemicals being misused for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not paraphrasing very well. Mm. Uh, but then once he's gone, then she makes her phone call because uh, Lee from the guy, f- the pencil thin mustache guy from the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's um, the, the, he was going to take her away. The, the plan was to run away after she stole the, the gas for him to, Used, but I guess she didn't think it was going to be used for uh, bank robberies. And she was also like, where's Dr. Tomic? Um, did you do something to him? And you, well, this is this happens on, they're talking on the bench at night. Does, so am I jumping ahead? I no, you're good. Does Dr. Tomic come back? No. Is we don't know what the hell happens. I don't remember seeing him again at all. Yeah. It, all we know is that Lee says, oh, he's unharmed. He'll be fine. 
We don't know if that's true, but uh, we never find out. But she does seem to care about him because she's like, I will, because Lee is just like, oh, well, the if the cops are, if the news pr- prints the story about him missing, the cops are, I forgot what his logic was. Um, um, didn't he basically like mm. uh, trick the the reporter into doing a doing a report that would basically lure? Oh, that, that that towards the end, yeah, yeah sure. later on, yeah, yeah. But um, right now, uh, the reporter named Dan. So I kept getting like whenever they started talking, like, oh, you, are you really gonna do this to us, Dan? I'm like, what, what, what I do? I'm not trying to be a mm. jerk. I promise. What is it called, Dan? Because that was the uh, the the. The freeloader here, the loudmouth of the, I don't know, the loudmouth in my office. Ferret. The ferret, the ferret. Yeah, probably <laughs> the only time this Dick Tracy was funny. Uh, yeah, because there's a reporter who really wants to report now mm. because get it's the, the big scoop. scoop. Yep, but mm. uh, Dick is like, no, we can't do that because it'll start a panic that'll fuck up businesses. I guess she's like, please take it. Let's. Go away now before this blows up in their faces. He's like, no, no, it'll be mm. all right. And, um, no, it won't be all right. Because <laughs> it's a Dick Tracy serial. It's never all right. Because <laughs> I forgot what happens, but he needs, he wants to pick her up in a car, but then Gruesome takes the car and is like, I'll do it. But then mm. Dick comes out of the shadows, which... Man, it's a lot easier to do in a black and white movie like this. He just mm. kind of dick up, <laughs> demelts from the shadows. Yeah, it's like the reverse of the Homer backing into the bushes. Yes. It reminds okay, obscure obscure video game time. This uh, reminds me of the game Blackthorn uh, from was it Blackthorn or Black No, it was Blackthorn on the Super NES. Where the character you played as could hide in the background, and literally all he did was just kind of take a vague step backwards, and he got like a grayish filter over him, and he was <laughs> hiding. And like, that's what it feels like in this one. Just like step forward, I am no longer hidden. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I missed something. Um, between, uh, I think between Lee talking to her, um, the Professor Learned names also Irma, and it's the I am Learned mm. um, talking to her. On the bench, and she has huge shoulders on that fur coat. Like, yeah, did you use Carol Burnett's curtain rod in there? Mm. I mean, straight up. There's. <laughs> it was a, a look, certainly. And um, between then and what happens next is, uh, I guess, Dick Tracy is just like, she turns on the light in her apartment or house or whatever, and he's just there. And he's like, hey, I broke into your house and searched you without a warrant. Okay. Mm. And he, yeah, yeah, I do like it. You suddenly there, just yeah, real casual, yeah. like yeah, it kind of gave me idea of fantasy casting at that point. But um, yeah. I forgot. He tries to talk her into talking because he knows that she knows something, and says that because a cop got murdered during this, and if she knows what's going on, then she'll be an accessory to murder. And if she wants to save her neck, she'll uh talk or you know uh, talk to whoever she's protecting or something like that and uh there was this phrasing like yeah you want to save your neck it's uh a good i don't remember what he said you want to save your neck like it's a, a very nice neck 
But that go- but that uh cop had um had four kids and they liked his too and it's like his four kids liked his neck? Oh what? yeah. <laughs> they are very fond of dad's neck. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that was um that was awkward and funny. <laughs> okay, so Lee wants to pick up Irma, and when Gruesome goes to pick her up in the car, she sees Dick Tracy running after her, so he kind of turns around the corner. When she turns the corner to get into the car, he just shoots her. Oops. Ah. You know. It's like, betrayal. Grab my chest, fall over. See, this I was, something about this movie, I'm not entirely sure exactly what it was, but something about it just kind of defied my ability to pay attention to it. Mm. I don't... I don't think it was, it's not bad, and I enjoyed Boris Karlov's, uh, you know, his, his whole performance in this, but for some reason, this entire movie just, like, dared me to pay attention to it, and my brain's just like, what? No. I, I can't. Yeah, I kind of lost the plot, but uh, I feel like it was probably because I was tired, and it was Friday evening, and... But, like, uh, eventually they come up with the idea of... Replacing like Dick replacing Melody in the hospital and oh. uh, and and sending out this kind of fi- almost fake news report over the radio to trick Gruesome into like showing himself by saying that uh, Melody actually survived what happened to him and he was about to talk. Oh, and then was the part with uh, Melody and is trying to drive away from Dick. With Gruesome in the car, and, and they, they shoot smash out his into tire. a window. Yeah, they shoot out his tire, smash into a window, and this is, like, Melody just is gone. Mm. But he was wrapped up in the hospital, so he's, um, he's not quite dead, but almost. I'm not dead. <laughs> I feel fine. That's, that's what Gruesome Oops, Now you'll be stone dead in a moment. Into the taxidermy store? And you know what? Walking into a taxidermist in the middle of the night... I'd be terrified as well. Right. I would probably shit myself if I <laughs> if I backed into a into like that big old monkey bear claw thing on my shoulders. Oh, yeah. Like I would just I would it's just like a big ex- stuffed gorilla. Yeah, I would yeah. fully just expire right there. Yeah. Yeah, Pat walks in yeah. and he's tries to find him and then a giant spear like yeah. slams into the wall right in front of his face and then he walks back into a gorilla's arms. And he freaks out because he doesn't know what the hell it is. Like, taxider- like taxidermy in general freaks me out, and never mind like it, good taxidermy freaks me out. The bad stuff is even worse. <laughs> like the um, derpy lion. The derpy lion. Um, however, centipede of chicks. The centipede of chicks is is kind of upsetting. There's another. Uh, what do they call it? They call asquatch. The uh, ass squatches where they take the like the, the taxidermy ass. ass of a ba- of a of a deer and turn it into a monster, oh, make geez. it like a sasquatch where there's like an eyeball coming out of the butthole. What? <laughs> oh man, I have I haven't shared this stuff with you. No. Google ass squatch. No. Uh, keep your no. Keep, Actually, with your safe search on. Yeah. Because you'll get the actual like the, the taxidermy stuff if you keep I safe search on. If you keep safe search off, you're on your own. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you were on your own. I warned you. But there's a, it's a funny scene with Pat because once he figures, once he turn, whirls around with his gun and sees it's a gorilla and he's like, ah! and then he's just like, ah, he pats it on the yeah, face he tries and shakes to shake his hand. hand. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Um, so now that's that's kind of like a self-preservation move right there. It's just like, oh yes, I, I meant to do all of this. Yeah, very good, very good. I'm gonna leave now. I hope nobody saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. They must have lost track of Gruesome at this point because. Oh, know definitely. Yeah, because Gruesome's already shot. Professor learned it, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, I, and that's where they started. You know, they started showing that he throws people in the incinerator when they're done. Oh, he didn't throw her in the incinerator, did he? Oh, or is it implied? Because I all I know is he threw well, a book that with the name Atomic uh, yeah. in, embossed on it into an incinerator. Oh yeah, well, it was implied that he threw him in the incinerator. Oh. Because um, yeah, because yeah, X-ray is having an issue with the whole situation. Like, stop like, killing us henchmen. It's or like whatever. Yeah, it's like the 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 Nazi doctor looking half melted man is the <laughs> only one is the only one of the criminals who didn't actually do anything wrong. He just stole some money from a bank that's insured and he'll never miss it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like he didn't actually do anything wrong, but you'd expect him to be the mass murderer that's experimenting on twins or some shit. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he looked like, um, he looked like, it was a, what, me worry guy? He, Alfred well, Newman he took, a, like... took a quick glance into the arc, <laughs> half melted and ran away. And now he's stuck doing an impression of Radar O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> but slightly more sinister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, he's, he sounded like Radar in MASH in the episode where he tried to prove, he went to Rosie to try to prove he could get drunk. Oh, God. You know, and it's like, it's like you know, sometimes it just gets too real. The guy looks at him, how many beers have you had? Honestly, one. He's just depressed. Yeah. He's just trying to get all stiff-lipped and like, oh, I'm so, like, so drunk. It was great. So now they're down uh, another witness or what a, another, you know, avenue of questioning. And uh, Tess says, dead men tell no tales. And that is what gives him a light bulb moment. Except when they do, Tess. Except when they do. It's, I got an idea. I got to get it okay from the chief. And so he uh, has a radio report. Up. Oh, soon before this, though. Yeah, that's because he gets the call that Melody died in the hospital. There it is. That's when she says, the dead men tell no tales. And that's when he gets his idea to have a radio report on uh, saying that Melody would be ready to talk in the morning. And um, they're going to catch that gang. And luckily, they were listening to the only radio station in this, in town, I guess. So, <laughs> so. You know, the bad guys heard it, and also... The narratively convenient radio station. Yeah. Well, at, is, yeah. well, at that time, you know, like, there was it was all AM radio. So, so there I mean, were only, like, four channels at yeah. any given time. Like, it could be, it could be plausible that that's the only one available. Lee is, like... Ugh. Lee and X-Ray are, like, we gotta get... We gotta dispose of Gruesome. Yeah. He's out of fucking control. Yeah. Let's get out of here. See, and just like every other... Uh, every other Dick Tracy villain, they have the special power of being there when someone's talking about getting rid of them. <laughs> right. Um, well, they secretly set off one of those gas grenade things, and the whole thing requires Gruesome to stay over there and not in that little room with the door that they are in. Mm -hmm. But Gruesome... He's just like, well, why don't you have a drink with me? Why don't you come out here? 
And then them just pushing them and pushing them until they uh, right. Lee just slams the door shut and tries to lock it, but he just kind of barges in and and, and this is part just I car had, locks yeah. right through the door. I had a <laughs> I want to use that as a verb. <laughs> you are welcome for that. Yeah, I want to use that as a verb, but this is the most part where I have a problem with it. Like, they know the gas is harmless. All it does is freeze people, right? For about 15 minutes at yeah. a stretch. So, walk in, sit down, have a drink, leave x-ray outside, but give them the instructions. Once we freeze, take the fuck off. Yep. Mm. Put gruesome in the incinerator. Yeah. You come to get out, you know? And then he shoots Lee. And he's got to shoot X-Ray. That's when they hear the news report. And then he's like, I need you, X-Ray. That report just saved your life. So they disguise themselves as army hospital people because apparently Melody is being kept in a police hospital. Yeah. So I guess that's a thing. Yeah. They break in with the, you know, with them. They start trying what they're going to do is they're going to go up to the room. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna go to the room and take just take, yeah, put the gas in. Everybody freeze and take them out. But it's not really Melody in there. It's Dick Tracy in disguise with his face bandaged up because it's a good thing Melody got a tiny bit of blood on his face so he could get bandaged yeah. up and they could right. switch through. Right, lucky for them, right? Yes, although <laughs> they wouldn't have known what state he was. I don't know, but um. The guard is kind of worried. You're unarmed, but I don't. Saying, no, don't worry. I got this. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Which they, I kind of wanted, like the acting of Troll Two from that cop. Oh my <laughs> god! Seriously? No, but like you know how the uh, mom is explaining, like you know, it's me. You know, you were there at the funeral. You know, for me, his daughter. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you know. You know, Dick, you're unarmed. I'm here to protect you, Tim. You know, I am Tim. I'm here to protect you because you're not here. You're not here, not armed. I'm here to, but I feel funny. Yeah, so then they, uh... I feel funny, too. And you just, everyone freezes. And, yeah, they, um, gruesome and x-ray take them out and, uh, almost, well, they... There's that younger doctor who's all like, who are you? I've never seen you before. You're from that outfit? Well, I'm from that outfit. And they sold all their uh, ambulances, but they were calling them crates, and that confused me. Right. So, I mean, at that point, the the crates, the term crates was used in World War II to distinguish between ambulances and, and actual jeeps. Because if it got very bad in a certain area, they would just use crates. So they would ship something from place to place in ambulances, and they would also ship the wounded or the dead in ambulances as well. Mm-hmm. So they universally call everything crates. If a case had ever got intercepted by the enemy, they wouldn't know who was who, and then they get the wounded out of there. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that one I looked at, I'm like, <laughs> wait, is that, what, is that what they were talking about? Yeah. I thought they called it a crate just because it was big and boxy. No. Yeah. I just figured they were smuggling other stuff, too. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's just generally what they did, too. And also, uh, in World War II in Korea, even if they were taken wounded out of there, if they had to get something out there, everything just went in the ambulance and they got the fuck out. Mm. So, yeah, they they get the fuck out, but they use the other ambulance. So that kind of, I think that throws 
off it the throws Patton out, yeah. Yeah, because they know. were like, oh, no, they, they were in, like, yeah, an army. And, and again, why is he still working? Well, would <laughs> like, you go after a completely unrelated ambulance? No, but I would have fired Pat Patton at this point because he just gets thrown over again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, he's not that generally dumb, but he is very unlucky. So, I don't he's, know, man. He's more than a little bit of a dope, and he is genuinely unlucky. Yeah. So they take this... He's not that good of a detective. They take this... Well, that's why he's the sidekick. Yeah. That's, so, anyways, they take um, who they think is Malady in the, in the city ambulance to uh, temporarily avoid detection, and then they go back to the plastic factory, and, um, yeah, Gruesome's like... Okay, toss him in the incinerator, X-ray. X-ray's like... Not, not Melody 2, which implies that this isn't the first body they've tossed in the incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's uh, implied they tossed Atomic in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Earlier. Uh, yeah, and, and Gruesome is just like, oh, it hasn't worn off yet? Just put him in the incinerator. And also, like, I, it, it was... I an guess ep- they're not conscious, though. Yeah, but there was an episode of Bones that really showed that it's not it's not right to throw someone. Obviously, you'll know it's not right. <laughs> but wow. it doesn't get rid of the evidence as as well as you think. Dental records. Remember, kids, don't throw people in incinerators. Yeah. It doesn't solve your problem. Yeah, it was just that, because the dental records and the bones were charred, but they still had the marrow, and they could find they could find them right there. That and the chances of you having access to a furnace that can burn hot enough to actually destroy bone is it, very, very, very slim. small. Yeah, it's very, very slim. Yeah, but crematoriums have to be, like, licensed. Right. Mm. It's so slim and shady. Wicka <laughs> so- wicka. What? Slim Shady. <laughs> then, then, uh, yeah, I think X-Ray at this point is like, I'm next. Yeah. He's gonna bump me off after. If he's gonna bump his buddy off, I'm fucked. Yeah. Although he does, you know, get the incinerator started, because I guess what else is he gonna do? But, uh, yeah, Dick arrives, and uh, we get a shootout in the factory with... I don't know what happened to X-Ray. Did I, he just fuck off? or? Did well, he... I mean, X-Ray kind of just fucks off a bit. I think, yeah, I don't know if he fucked off if he kind of left the movie. Huh. And it's like he just, yeah, he realizes he's he's in way too deep at this yeah. point and just flees the movie. Yeah. It's like, I'm no longer in this franchise. Goodbye! <laughs> I like I'm going to go menace Indiana Jones in the desert. <laughs> oh, so Gruesome is chasing... They're having their shootout thing in the plastic factory, and then Gruesome thinks he's got Dick cornered in a room with the very, well, the next to last uh, grenade thing. But Dick, uh, he's a fast climber, and he climbs up to, like, the skylight in the ceiling really fast. Yeah, it's like this man fully has, like, a D&D climbing speed. Right. He didn't, he didn't need to make any checks for that. He just straight up monkey grappled up the side of the of the. Yeah, the I would room. say it's like American Ninja Warrior style. Oh, yeah. yeah There's right. no exit. <laughs> Fuck off. Yes, there is. Yeah, well, Gruesome's taunting him with, oh, this is the end of the this line. This is the end of the line. There's no exit in there. Remember the bike, Dick? <laughs> I just, I remember, uh, I just remember watching the those, like, American Ninja Warrior and the the, uh, the original show that it's based on. Yeah. And I just, I always love watching, like, when you see someone mildly hesitate at the beginning, it's like, you're not going to make it. 
Right. But the ones who just run head first, barely looking at what they're doing, are just like, no hesitation. There we go. That's yeah. how it's going to happen. That, are, that was just dick. Just, cl- just yeah. and, out, and out the skylight. And then they go on what if you if you watch this on one point five times speed it becomes a Benny Hill number <laughs> because they're just chasing each other around this around the around the the, the ambulance around the, the, the little parking lot oh, in the back right, there because uh, he's they're on either side of the ambulance and to um, fake him out Dick slams the door or the hood the mm-hmm. hood I think so he goes the wrong way and, <laughs> and that, now we just need. Then- we just need a bunch of strippers and an old man to join the chase, and we just and this is full Benny Hill. And uh, yeah, then he sh- shoots Gruesome, and Gruesome falls on the conveyor belt to the incinerator, but Dick stops it in time. So uh, we don't know what the fuck happened to Gruesome. I'm just like, and they, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching him roll up this thing. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get his. He's gonna get. Oh, he turned it off. Yeah. Oh come yeah. on. Give me something, Dick. Oh, and and we're still not even sure if Gruesome's dead or not. I mean, he got shot. He's got his hands on his chest, but he's still breathing. So I don't know if that's just when he's he's on the conveyor belt. So I don't know. And he he seems like the the kind of villain who could take a shot to the chest and just kind of keep going. uh, Pure force of fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, the wiki says he he got shot in the back, but it leaves stuff out. So I'm not so hmm. sure. Yeah, but he also fell as if it was like you picture the sound of when Pac-Man gets bit by a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost cooties, not even once. Not even once. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, and then, yeah, we just cut to the uh, police office or whatever, and they're, the, you know, Dick's there, Pat's there, um, Tess is there, and they, they're they looking at the very last of these gas grenades, and you know what's going to happen, because um, the reporter shows up, and he's mad about... You missing the the scoop, but it's like, what scoop? (laughs) You promised me. I got 25 seconds. Like, it's already done. He bangs his fists on the desk and... And knocks over the the device that they were going to turn over to the lethal weapons unit. Just like, why is it in your office? And what? It was not a lethal weapon. It was like the opposite of a lethal... Oh, lethal weapon? (laughs) Less lethal. Like yeah. Yeah, it fall it rolls off the desk and the gas goes off and everybody freezes and Pat's like freezing, like pointing like he just realized. Oh god oh no. and, and he and stops and the and the guy's halfway out the door, he just straight up freezes and um Dick and, Dick Tess, and are, Tess are about to have a kiss and then they freeze because we can't show that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> And it is. I wanted to but hear. It's a movie. Yeah, I wanted to hear the police squad theme at that point. <laughs> yeah, now that that is a deep cut for people who may not know that. But the uh, the uh, police squad was the uh, televised version of Naked Gun, started Leslie Nielsen and pretty much the entirety of the cast. Mm. That was a serial TV show that was short lived in the seventies. But everything at the end, everybody would freeze. But As the, the coffee would rolling. keep pouring. The coffee would keep pouring. There's like one episode where there's a guy who was convicted of robbery. Um, you know, who just, you know, at the end and everybody freezes and the credits roll and he just like, gets up, walks up to the camera, looks around and just leaves. Because <laughs> everyone else froze. <laughs> <laughs> that, w- that would be fun. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube, y'all. Look it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. So, so that concludes mm-hmm. Dick Tracy meets Gruesome. Which, yeah. and I think as hard as it was for my brain to focus on it, and I yeah. don't think that's so much the fault of the movie yeah. as it is my broken ass brain. Yeah. I enjoyed this one, I think, the most out of the out of the four we've seen. Yeah, we were talking just, about that too. Because yeah. it had that that half second of, ooh, maybe it's actually magic. Yeah. And then Boris Karloff acting circles around everybody that gets near him. Yeah. Cause like he's he's treating it like the most important thing that he has ever done. Cause that's that's he's what real like, it. Yeah. That's that's what, he's straight up like, this is this is what I'm doing and I'm fully involved I'm fully invested. Well everyone else is just like, we're getting paid nine dollars for this entire goddamn thing. Fuck it. Yeah. Hey Boris Karloff there's a scene where he's intimidating people and like all he does is switch the toothpick in his mouth from one side to another. And that's intimidating as fuck. It is it is. He's like, oh, I envy you. And it's like, oh, wow. It's like, you know what? Sure, do whatever you want, bud. <laughs> you yeah. just rolled a 20 on your intimidate check to me. I, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So, uh, so give us a minute. We'll be back. Um, let us let you know a little bit about 4041 Media and MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. Yes, Our right. professional yeah. ass website. Yeah. I am still utterly blown away by it every time I go there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're, we're back. back. Okay, fantasy yeah. casting. That was way right. more in sync than I could ever pull off. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? I, I, I have... An oddity one here, although there's kind of the obvious one we were tossing around a lot. Oh, right. Yeah, but um, I'd say the cast of MASH in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did we get yeah. Radar is Radar is Radar. That makes him yeah. kind of evil, though. Yeah. I know, I know. He, but you have, like, he accidentally a, yeah. peeked into the yeah. Ark of the Covenant, and he yeah. kind of got a sunburn and dried out a little bit. I would say after he came, when he went back to he a town. He went crazy. Yeah, I would say that. I would say after he went back to Atumwa, Iowa, he kind of had some flashbacks in Korea and kind of having a little bit of a weird meltdown. Dick Tracy would be a great with that as Alan Olda. Oh. And, you know, oh, after that, and then, Dick yeah, Tracy. and uh, Loretta Swit being Tesh Trueheart. Why do I want to see, uh, yeah. um, yeah. Jamie Farr's Pat Patton? That, yeah, I, I, was, I was actually going to say Pat Patton would be Henry Blake. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, the one there just kind of bumbling and gets knocked in the head because there's a great episode of uh, Mash early on where Henry Blake you know, is almost getting killed by Cowboy John. Uh, and then one of the latrine blows up and he's just standing there with a toilet seat around his neck and he just goes boom. <laughs> you know, it's just it's great. That's that's my thought. At least the first one. Well, that would explain why they had a 
of military ambulance. Yeah. Um, but I'm also thinking, let's bring back Vitamin from the other movies, and Vitamin is just playing every role. <laughs> that could be our new thing. Instead of everyone is Muppets, it could be everyone is Vitamin. And he's just, yeah. it, and it's not like they're doing like se- separate cuts. It's just he just very quickly does a does a costume change and moves to the next part of the scene and just is suddenly is Tess Trueheart. And then, oh, I love you, Dick. Oh, I love you, Tess. <laughs> but that means at one point he'll be like the dean who has to go to the bank. Yeah, in community where he's like where he's dressed as a woman on one side dressed as a man on the other and then depending on where the camera is he could just kind of flip side to side and have a conversation yeah. with himself yeah, or, he just, show. or he just does that turn and love thing at the end you're just turning and doing that <laughs> you got the, the arms on yeah. the hands it's like oh I no it's just me always love you <laughs> oh why did you betray me gruesome yeah. Gruesome is my best performance ever. <laughs> the critics will love me. They, they even mistook me for Boris Karloff. <laughs> Wait, this message from RKO. This is our last movie. Oh. I do love the. I just do love the call out. I'm just like this guy's looking like Boris Karloff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, my other one was. It, for Dick Tracy, let's swap him out for a fish. Yes. From Barney Miller and yeah. also okay. fish. I, I thought you were just saying like a fish, so I'm no. just picturing a trout with a fedora. No, because he got because he got a pagoda eyes, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm just thinking, you okay. know, there was that song Betty Davis eyes. My brain just wants to keep she singing. Got a pagoda <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yes, gruesome's got complete total a pagoda eyes yeah. going on. So. And, you know, since he pl- played uh, Fish, the detective in uh, Barney Miller and also Fish. I just I just want I Gruesome wanna... at one point to be like, I broke my ass. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Gruesome <laughs> instead of breaking out of prison, he just got he just got out of the good burger finally. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe Fish is um, stalking Gruesome and then they swap places yeah. and then they mistake uh, him for... Gruesome, I don't know. <laughs> he comes to <laughs> like, like, um, what we do in the shadows with Jackie Daytona. <laughs> oh, Gruesome toothpick. had a toothpick <laughs> yeah, in his the... mouth all the time. And I kept thinking, oh, God, you're going to swallow that. I mean, you're the bad guy, so I guess that'd be good. But like someone's yeah. going gonna to punch you, and it's going to go straight out the back of your head. So, oh, God. So Dick has to pretend to be Gruesome in order to do it. So what does he do? He just puts the toothpick in his mouth. So you look Gruesome. Awful dick. Gruesome oh, hi, Dick. Is Dr- Gruesome as Jackie Daytona? Gruesome as Jackie Daytona. So he secretly <laughs> is a vampire the whole time, and that's why he got up from the morgue and dusted himself off and smashed Pat in the head. Funny thing about morgues. They're not as good as they used to be. <laughs> well, put him on a slab, send him out. What was the problem? That's what we used to do in the old days. I suppose... He would probably bite Pat and, you know, drink his blood in that case. You have to go ahead and get them, you know, right when it's fresh. (laughs) But when they taste, it's just good, thank you, you know. (laughs) Uh, That's um, that's all I got. I'm about ready to fall asleep, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, that's my thing too. I know it's a little bit off here. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. recording on a different day than usual. I kind of yeah, I yanked them out of their their uh, usual schedules. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Are no, it's not you. That yeah. one on Sundays. That one was on mine. No, it's not you, dude. It's not you. It's not you. Just suddenly, like, okay, the food we ate just suddenly like sits there. It's oh, like, you're having a food coma. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a food coma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rough sleeps and stuff, but still too. But no, we'll get there. We'll get there. So and, yeah, yeah, every everyone got a Vigoda eyes. Yeah, leaving. <laughs> you see him. I don't know anything else about this song. I just the know. Baby wanna cry. He's got a Vigoda eyes. <laughs> you know what? I would want to see that music video now. You know, and speaking with that, because I just I looked a little bit ahead. I looked at some notes, and I definitely don't want to see the person who's portraying a love interest here, or uh, I'm sorry, not a love interest. Madonna. Madonna's in this fucking movie. In our upcoming Dick Tracy, 1990. Yeah. Is it 90? Yeah. No, it gets to the point where it's after Charles Gold dies, and Warren Beatty buys all the rights to Dick Chester. Tracy. Chester Gold. Chester Gold. Yeah. Chester Gold. Yeah. Uh, you said Charles something. Oh, whoops. So, yeah, Chester Gold. So, I mean, uh, Warren Beatty buys the rights to Dick Tracy from his from his estate and still owns it to this day. And so this is really, like, his big passion project and how he wanted to do it. He loved the RKO movies, and it's one of the reasons why he wanted to become an actor. Oh, so, nice. like... Want to meet Gruesome? <laughs> I'm intrigued as hell because this uh, this better be one of those really stupid, insane things. Mm. Like, kind of like, what the fuck was that? Or like, well, we know it's definitely going to be kind of a different style from yeah. black and white 40s movies. Oh, of course. Because it's in color. This, uh, it is going to be hyper, like... Uh, like oversaturated yeah. color, if nice. I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, the colors are very bold and very just yeah. kind of... For lack of a better term, four color comics. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's like I was listening to our. I was at the gym this morning listening to one of our Sharknado episodes. Yeah, I'm hoping I have that same feeling. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay, and I know I'll never get to that range of stupidity and amazing in the same in the same feeling again. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's like one of those like, all right, this was cool. Yeah, peak ironic. I have a feeling it's going to be like again. I've seen it. Yeah. Long, long time ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I don't think I'd really come online as a human being yet, right. truly. So I don't don't remember very much about yeah. it. But I, I, I'm looking forward to next week. Me too. And then after that, we're going into October. And yeah. that's going to be my spooky time month, which yeah. we'll get into later on. Yeah. Uh, when I actually I know what more. movies we're doing. I want to know more, man. <laughs> I want to know more. I can tell you one. At some point, we're going to watch Alien. Beyond uh, that, I've I haven't figured it out. Nice. Sa- same here. Really? Nice. Nice. I just know pop cultural osmosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a bug hunt, man. It's a bug hunt. Yeah. Like playing Starfield. The bugs are everywhere. Yeah. All right, man. So we'll wrap this one up here, The real bugs is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gang. Be good. Take care of yourself, but don't be too good now.